0: Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles Podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. And here we go. It is Monday. It is another week of awesome podcasts, and today's podcast is just as awesome as all the other ones we've had. And today we're going to be talking with the president and owner from Ripcord Arrowrests. His name is Keith and he's going to talk about Ripcord, um, how they started the progression from How they started to where they are today and and, uh, the importance of arrow rests and uh, the importance of drop-away arrow rests and and how rip cords are designed different than the other rests on the market. So uh, it's another informative podcast for you guys. The best thing is is that I don't think we've done... I think we've briefly talked about other um, rests, but not an entire episode dedicated to it. So rest today from ripcord and uh, Keith's going to talk all about that but hopefully all of you guys had an awesome weekend not working uh, it has been hotter than balls out lately and I spent a lot of time inside but I did brave the heat and uh, check a couple trail cameras this weekend and uh, if you if you guys haven't been following my social media page, I, uh, I just dropped a couple pictures uh, today. I'm recording this on a Sunday. So Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I've, uh, I've dropped a couple pictures of some of the deer that I'll be chasing, some pretty big bucks. Uh, one is as wide as they get. And uh, it's one of those bucks as you know, you're flipping through your trail camera pictures and all of a sudden you just go, oh, oh boy. It's like you get aroused in a way because <laughs> because the buck is so big and so mature and you just love it and uh, so anyway uh, I had one of those uh, events happen today as I was fl- flipping through the uh, uh, flipping through the trail cam pick so I'm pretty pumped pretty blessed that I'm going to be chasing giants again this year other than that not too much to tell you It's uh, not the longest episode we've ever had, and it's not the shortest episode we've ever had. It's going to lay right in the middle, but it is going to give you a lot of information about uh, arrow rests. And uh, let's get into it. But before we get into it, let's hear what Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras has to say about why you should consider Exodus Trail Cameras as your next trail camera.
1: Well, the one thing I'd say is, one the fact that people are willing to give us their hard-earned money. So, you know, our products in the $200 price point, frankly, that's a day of somebody's time. You know, we come from the construction industry. That's our background. It's a big deal to us that people are willing to spend their money on us. We want to show people that when they buy Exodus, they're getting the best value in the market. Our five-year warranty um, and guarantee our 90-day money-back guarantee, if you're not happy with your camera, you give us a call, we'll, we'll totally take care of you. In fact, we'll pay the return shipping. Um, our 50% off theft replacement policy, all of those things mean a lot. But the fact that we build our cameras to last, the fact that we build our cameras for guys that are chasing big, mature deer, not just as novelty items like a lot of companies are building them, You know, our products literally are – our trade. That's our passion, what we do, what we love. And every single one that goes out, we test, we make sure that you're going to get a product that's working well. We make sure that you're going to get a product that's working for years to come and is going to assist you in everything that we love to do as hunters and as outdoorsmen. We're really excited that, uh, that, that people are considering Exodus.
0: All right.
1: There you have it.
0: If you guys want to find out more information about Exodus Trail Cameras, be sure to visit their website at exodusoutdoorgear.com. And if you do decide to purchase, enter the code 9FINGERS, that's the number 9 followed by the word FINGERS, and you will receive $20 off of your purchase. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. And just uh, another quick note before we get into the podcast today, Ripcord is going to do a product giveaway today and uh, you have to listen all the way through towards the end of the podcast and I'm going to give you instructions on how your name can be entered to win. So now let's get into this week's podcast with Keith, the president and owner of Ripcord Arrowrests. All right, on the phone with me now, all the way from Montana, is the president of Ripcord AeroRest, Keith Dvorznak. How you doing? Good, and yourself? Oh, I can't complain, although in Iowa right now, the heat index is 107 degrees.
2: Oh, I saw that on the Weather Channel. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can have that humidity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I have to deal with it every summer, and I bitch about it every summer. And uh yeah. and I, you know, I'm still here, so I should yeah, just make it makes, bitching. it
2: makes the fall nice though.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of the fall, how uh how was your two thousand and fifteen hunting season?
2: Oh, it wasn't too bad. I got a nice nice white tail buck here in in Montana and a couple does. Um ended up going out out to the Midwest to Indiana, uh it's one of the uh companies we sponsor on a you know, about a seven day rut hunt there and saw lots of bucks didn't get one but had a good time so right it it was it was a good season
0: so what about i mean you're in montana so uh any mule deer or elk or anything like that
2: uh no i i love hunting whitetails so you know here in montana you get an a tag and you can either shoot a whitetail or a mule deer and i i prefer hunting the whitetail so i'm down the river bottoms i'm chase some elk here and there but i'm pretty much stuck on them whitetails so
0: nice Nice. I know I got a buddy of mine who's out there right now scouting for, uh-huh. uh, this fall. He's coming back, I believe in September to, uh, do some whitetail hunting there. So that should be okay. pretty interesting,
1: but, yeah, um, exactly.
0: but what do you got planned for this upcoming season? Same thing. You're going to make a trip oh. to the Midwest at all?
2: Uh, yeah, I think we're going to try to, I usually yeah. try to make a trip with my father every year. So either we'll try to make Indiana, or we're going to make South Dakota, um, I'm going on an antelope hunt here. Um we'll be we starting antelope August fifteenth in Montana, so I'll go there for three, four days and then after that I'm gonna jump down to Wyoming and hunt antelope down there for another three to four days. Um so that's basically what we got planned here and I do have some friends that live in Iowa and they're gonna be coming up here in September, do a little elk hunt with me here,
0: so oh nice. I actually spent a majority of my day at work. Don't tell my boss, looking at hunting zones for antelope and elk in wyoming um i okay i just per- purchased another preference point this year, and uh so I'm gonna probably do a big try to do a combo hunt where I do uh elk and antelope in the same year uh okay. in two thousand and seventeen, so I'm pretty excited nice. for that,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, it's always nice to come out with. And like for me, it's always nice when I can make it to the Midwest. It usually takes me about three years to get enough points, though, in Iowa to come on Iowa. So.
0: Yeah. So this year, this year is going to be your year for Iowa.
2: Nope, nope. I got one more, one more year to put in. Next year, next year, I should be able to draw Iowa.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, so I
2: got the point this year.
0: Good. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those guys who's blessed to hunt it every year, and uh, yep. so I guess uh, I can't complain, right? Yeah,
2: that's right. If if I could handle the humidity, maybe I'd move everything to Iowa. But I can't handle that.
0: (laughs) I can't handle it. All right, Ripcord. So, I guess why don't first off, why don't you tell us what it is that you do for Ripcord, and then maybe talk a little bit about the company history, when it was started, um, what your idea was, because you know you mentioned before we started recording that you're one of the founders. And uh, I guess, why did you des- decide to start a drop-away arrow rest?
2: Well, you know, back uh, uh, late 90s, I would take it, 99, uh, 98. Um, you know, I served four years in the Marine Corps, um, got out of the Marine Corps, and I was working at a feed store, and I was running the sporting goods department. So I was selling bows, archery, all that, working on them. Um, I've been around— archery since i was eight years old i probably have 30 or 40 bows and two rifles and that's it and so i strictly just bow hunt and i love archery and i love bow hunting and when i was working there selling a lot of uh other rests that were was a captured rest with a bunch of whiskers and stuff in it you know i don't I don't know if I can give any names or anything, but everybody <laughs> knows what it is. And I was selling a ton of them. And um and I was always having to repair veins and everything else like that. And I was always a fall away guy, you know, I, I shot Dan Evans's rest at Trophy Taker and I shot the Muzzy Zero effect. Um and I've always been a fall away guy Less contact on that arrow, the better groups, especially in in bow hunting situations and stuff, you know you're sitting in a tree stand, you're cold, you can you know torque, punch the trigger or something, less contact you have on the arrow, you know you keep your pin where it's supposed to go, and that's where the arrow's gonna go, so I kind of came up with this idea with a a follow away that you could cock in the up position, which would act as a fully contained follow away, so that that way you know you are it's cocked, you're stocking out west, or you're sitting in a tree stand, put your arrow in there, cock it, and it's there. It's not going to fall out. You can do whatever you want to do, and then when you pull back, let go, it's going to fall away, which gives you that accuracy. So I kind of came up with the idea. I went to a friend of mine that had a CNC machine, and uh, basically he was in the industry, and I said, why don't you, here's here's an idea. Why don't you run with it? And he kind of said, well, it's a great idea, and you know what? Why don't you run with it? And I I'll just make them for you, and that way we're both winning and you can go from there. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I never even know how to run QuickBooks or do any of that stuff. You know, I was just a grunt in the Marine Corps. Right. So I kind of took the bull by the horns and took off running in 2003 with this idea. And, you know, 13 years later, here we are, and we've made a couple adjustments and a couple fine tunes. And, you know, we've always believed in, you know, 100% made in America, we stand behind our product 110%, uh, lifetime warranty, and it's the the archery shops that are the backbone of the archery industry. Without the dealers out there, we wouldn't have an industry, you know. We got to have those guys that are there putting stuff on, tuning bows, getting guys up and ready, and um, you know, it's kind of sad the way it's kind of turned. Last couple years, it seems like everything's on the internet and stuff, and Yep. you still got to be able to go into a shop to put a rest on and, and get it tuned right. um you know try and get it online and then basically you're calling the, the companies and asking them you know 100 questions how to set it up where if you just went into the archery shop and picked one up they would to set it up for you and out the door you went and you have been happy
0: so, right there's definitely products uh that are to be sold online and then are to almost absolutely not to be sold online you know it's Correct. like you you have to have some kind of tuning you know unless you're doing this all yourself which a majority of people I, I take it are, are probably not tuning their own bows setting up their own rests and sights and and all mm-hmm. that stuff so yeah when when you guys you know were thinking about you know you had this idea right and uh, mm-hmm. you, you started running with it um, what kind of hurdles or obstacles? did you have to overcome in your like 1.0 version to get it to where it you know it is now
2: well you know a lot of it was when you first come out with it and and getting the concept of you know hooking it to your downward bus cable um setting the timing that you know as soon as you start to let down that bus cable moves that launcher has got to be moving immediately um you know getting that concept through was probably the toughest for guys um we have a little football clamp guys like to serve stuff in and they they just feel like it's not going to move and everything and i have never shot any of my bows in the last 13 years without the football clamp on it It makes it so much easier you don't need a bow press you can get it on there and what what the football does is it presets that rest So when you got it cocked up and you just have it on a downward bus cable and you just barely tighten it You pull the bow back. What it does is it pulls the the cord out of the football and slides up the bus cable. So basically it's pre-setting the rest. And then once it's done there, you just finish tightening the football down, snug it down, and away it goes. Um, The problem you run into sometimes when you split the cable and you stick the cord through, all it's going to do is pull the cord. It never allows that cord to get pulled and slide up the bus cable to get right where it needs to be so that it is timed just right. Right. Um so that was that was a big thing, you know, that um we were going through. Another thing is we had an internal cord on our first original code red and we still have an internal cord today on our code red, but we've made the whole lot bigger. We've had some, you know, some wear issues with the cord and stuff. Um in the last couple of years we've come out with the Ace Micro and the Ace uh standard, which now that cord is on the outside. So there's no reason for anybody to ever have to get inside the rest to mess with the tension spring or doing any of that stuff and a lot of guys today you know they they get pink strings blue strings green strings well that's what cord they want on their rest too right. so they want to change that around and put it on which with the a standard needs micro it's real easy to do because it's on the outside you never have to get inside to do that so that was probably one of the the biggest thing was getting that out um as far as getting stuff taken care of you know we we shipped a lot of rest out to dealers. We got a dealer list, and we just started shipping rest and said, hey, try this. See what you think. Let me know, good, bad, ugly. Um, you know, we're always here. Let us know what's going on. And So getting started, you know, was a little bit tough at first. But, you know, once we got out there and, you know, we treat people the way we want to be treated, with, you know, fairness and respect, and things are going to happen. We know that in the archery world and bow hunting. Things are always going to happen. Murphy's always hanging with us. And, right. And you know what? We stand behind our product. And like I said, I don't care if you drive it over with your pickup truck. You know, call us up and say, hey, I, it was behind the truck. I didn't know it. I drove it over. You know, we don't know questions asked anyway. We're going to take care of you.
0: Right. So. Right. So a little bit more detail, especially into the Code Red. Um, that's actually the site or the rest I have on my bow right now. But okay. what – what makes it work on the inside? Can you provide a little bit more detail of, you know, when that when that string is pulled, what's happening on the inside to okay. make that work?
2: Yeah, so basically inside that code red, there's there's a sh- there's a shaft, stainless steel shaft that goes out that your launcher sits on. But inside that, there's a cam that sits on that stainless steel shaft with a set screw on the bottom, and it it, it tightens that cam up so the cam's set in position. Oh, on the back side of that can, there's a little hole where we, we mushroom melt the cord and we stick it through the hole, and there's a little brass catch. And we use brass because brass is self-lubricating. Um, so basically that little brass catch sits on top of a little spring in that can, and the cord goes through that, and it comes out the housing. So every time you pull that cord... That brass catch gets depressed on that spring and it and it's it's free floating then, so that's why when you don't touch the cord or anything and you grab the launcher and you rotate it up and it cocks in the up position, that brass is running on the top side of that aluminum, and it goes into a cutout now it's locked it it can't go down at all until you push the cord till you pull that cord and when you pull that cord on that cam, it's depressing that catch, and away it goes.
0: gotcha. Gotcha. And that's, uh, it's crazy how that's, that's, uh, that works. Um, is that, is that inside there other, other than the, um, other than the cord going into it, the string going into it is, is it sealed or can water and sand and dirt get in there?
2: Well, it's pretty much sealed um we well, like I said when we first came out with a real small hole, so it was just a cord that was coming out. We wanted to keep it as sealed as we could. You're gonna get some moisture and stuff that's going to run down the shaft into the housing and stuff, but I mean, you can sit in rainstorms um I've had guys that you know have shot polar bears with it up in in the Arctic at sixty five below and have no problems with it working um So, But we've opened the hole a little bit more. So, yeah, you're going to get some moisture in there and stuff that's going to go in there. You dry it out and stuff. It's not a problem. By using that brass catch in there, we don't have any of the lubrications and stuff because that brass is self-lubricating. So, We've run into problems where guys think, oh, it's going too slow now. It's not falling fast enough. They'll they'll put some lube in there and everything. Well, certain types of lube, when they hit with moisture, it just gums it up. It's a gumbo inside there and it's not going to work so we tell guys no lubrication whatsoever in that rest it's going to be there working for you and you know yeah down the road three four five years out hunting you're hunting hard you're going to be in moisture freezing rains all that stuff uh, over time yeah those parts are going to get a little corroded in there and rusted up but like i said once again lifetime warranty call us up well you know center back you know not not two weeks before the season, you know, <laughs> when you get ready, just send her back because we can clean the guts out for it. Or if you want to do it yourself, we'll send you the parts to do it, change them out and just, you know, I mean, that rest will last a long time. I am still shooting one of the original prototypes on a bow here in the shop. And we're, we keep shooting it. We'll, we'll shoot it every so often. And it's got to have probably 30,000 rounds through it already and it's still hold up.
0: Right. No problems. So, so you guys, Weren't the very first, air, you know, drop away arrow rest on the market. So, how did you guys? I know you mentioned a little bit about sending, you know, sending it out to dealers. But how did you guys? How were you able to get a market share of that, of that drop away portion of the of the industry?
2: Well, I think we were we Ripcord and one other company out there about the same time that we came out. Came out with the the first fully contained followaways. So yeah, we were one of the first ones to do that. Everybody else had a followaway. I mean, they were doing those back in the eighties. They were taking a TM Hunter and reversing the spring and hooking it to the downward bus cable, and basically was acting as a followaway. But what it was doing was when you pull your bow back and your string goes down, it was lifting the launcher. And then when you would shoot, the string would go up and the launcher would come down. That was the followaway. Okay. Um, by what we came up with was a fully contained followaway that would cock in the up position. It's locked. There's no way your arrow's coming out of there until you actually shoot it, and then it falls away. Okay. Um, so, you know, so basically, yeah, we took it a step further than the followaways that were out there.
0: All right. So what was the uh, initial reaction after people started using this? Were they Did they, you know, I, I feel that hunters are some of the biggest critics when it comes to gear they you know and they and they have to be because if the gear doesn't work then you know it could cost them an animal or wound an animal or cost them a deer that they've been hunting for you know five years and now it's eight and 200 inches you know what i mean so oh yeah so what well, kind believe of-
2: me, we get, we get calls every fall, probably four or five, that we cost them the biggest buck of their life. The rest <laughs> works all summer long, no problems, but the minute that they got the Boone and Crockett buck in front of them, it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, the everybody, when we first came out, it was very, very impressed with it. it. They were very impressed how it tightened their groups. And like I was talking earlier, I mean, with a fall away, our rest stays on the arrow for about on the code red for about an inch and a half to two inches tops. And it's gone. It's it's out of there. It's so you got a free flying arrow. Um you can get away with a little more uh, hand torque, uh, punching of the trigger or something. Um, you know, in a hunting situation, you're sitting there in the cold and everything and all of a sudden boom, here's your, your moment of opportunity. You gotta get it back there. You're not at the range, you're not in your backyard standing there holding the thing for You know, 30 seconds, making sure the level's all that, you know, because that's just practice. In a hunting situation, it's fast and furious. So you get that back there, you put the pin on, you touch her loose, boom, there's your trophy. Um, Yeah, a lot of guys have commented on how it has tightened their groups, how it's made them shoot so much better. Um, Very quiet. We have an internal dampener inside there. So when that rest comes down, it is super quiet. Um, In the newer models now on the ACE, micro and a standard we have also put a little rubber cushion on the back so when it's cocked up and you're pulling it back and that launcher comes the rest of the way back there is zero noise i would say it's one of the quietest rests on the market okay which is very important for
0: hunting right so you know there's YouTube videos out there that you know it's just like you know bows you know this bow shoots four hundred feet per second this bow shoots five hundred feet per second we know all you know mm-hmm. basically a, um, a, everybody's trying to compete in in certain and you guys have you know there's YouTube videos out there like this this rest drops away faster no this dress this rest drops away even faster yet but is there a point on a drop away rest that it, he, if it goes any faster, it really doesn't matter?
2: Yeah, I, you know, uh, the way ours works, that it works on the downward um, bus cable, I mean, if they could come up with a bow that shot 1,000 feet per second, the ripcord arrow rest would work on it because it is working with the bow. When the bus cable's going up, the launcher is coming down immediately. I mean, it's it's working with the bow. So it doesn't, on speed, doesn't matter with a ripcord. I mean, as long as the timing's set right and it's not too far down on the bus cable, you know, like if you didn't split the cable and put it down too far so it didn't slide up and get the right spot that it need to be for that bow, because there's different draw lengths, there's different cable lengths. And, you know, we always say a good starting point's in the middle of the handle, imaginary line straight back to the middle of the handle for a starting point on that cord. But um, as long as, you know, that cord's that bus cable's coming up, that launcher's coming down. Right. It's working with any speed bow out there. Now, our, our newer models, the ACE Standard and the ACE Micro, that's going to ride your arrow for about, well, anywhere between three and four and a half inches before it's completely gone. It stays up a little bit longer. There's there's always two thoughts of theories on followways. you know. You want that arrow to stabilize so it has to ride longer so it stabilizes that arrow when it comes out of the bow. And as long as it stabilizes it for an inch and a half, two inches, that's enough. It's free floating arrow. Now, yeah, if you want to get in the Olympics and stuff like that and you, you're hitting 10 rings, that's a whole different ballgame. We're making a hunting rest. We're here for the hunters.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, after, how many years did you have the... Um how many years did you have the uh the red the code red before you decided to you know bump up to another to another rest like the Ace
2: Okay so when we first came out it was just Ripcord we had a Ripcord that was our model for about 4 or 5 years then we came out with the code red the Ripcord code red and basically all that the the whole inside mechanisms for the code red has always been the same the cam inside has always been the same for 13 years now. All we've done on the Code Red is we took the launcher and we uh, injected rubber molding inside the arms of it and on the containment arm and put the felt on the launcher. So it, the launcher now was out of the package, ready to go. You didn't have to peel your own mole skin and put it on the Delron plastic launcher and away you go. So And, and we kind of slimmed it down and made it a little bit tighter, uh, a little bit lighter, uh, but we've never changed the inside on the code reds, and we still have the code reds today. They're the same original rip cord. Um, three years ago, it's probably two. Yeah, two years ago, we came out with the Ace Micro. Um, now, on the code reds and the original rip cords, when you cock them up and you and you pull back and you let down, that rest is coming down every time, no matter what. When you let it down, it's coming down. Yep. When we came up with the Ace Micro. We redesigned it inside and everything and you cock that rest in the up position because you cannot shoot it in the down position like the code red. The code red you can cock in the up position shoot or you can have it on the shelf pull back like a, a original fall away, it'll lift up and it'll shoot too. The ace and the micro and the ace standard has to be cocked up in the up position. Now when you pull back and you don't have a shot or something, you let down, that launcher is staying up until you actually shoot it. When you actually shoot it, that's when it's going to fall. So if you don't have a shot or something, you let down, it's staying up. Uh, we've got the overmolded launcher on that as well. The micro, of course, is, explains what it is. You can fine tune left, right, up and down with the micro. The A-Standard doesn't have the micro. You just adjust it with an Allen wrench and, you know, you got to tap your left and right and tap your up and downs to where the micro really fine tunes it. Uh, works really great when you're trying to, you know, paper tune or get your bow exactly precise
0: with the micro. Right. And that's a a perfect transition is, you know, when someone goes to buy a rest, what are, and they, and they put it on their bows. What are some of the biggest mistakes that uh, archers make when I guess, you know, putting a, a rest on and trying to tune their rest?
2: yeah um, like an individual doing it you know it's it, there's a lot more involved on getting it set up and everything that's why you know guys that are wanting to buy a rest and stuff you know you want to go to a pro shop you want to go into the dealer and 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 talk to the dealer and let the dealer set that up get the you know get a level on it get it you know somewhat close for you um let them work with you setting the timing and everything And once that's all done, I mean, it is pretty much bulletproof. You really don't need to be messing with that rest no more. Um, you know, I get calls all the time. Guys are like, well, you know, I'm hitting this way. So I moved the rest that way. And I'm like, no, once the rest is set up, you don't need to be moving your rest. You need to move your sight." Um, you know, but with our rest and stuff with using the football clamp, you don't need a bow press or anything as long as you use the football clamp, um, If you don't like the football clamp, you want to serve it in. I tell guys all the time, at least use the football clamp at first. Let it preset itself. Mark on your downward buff cable where that football is, and then go ahead and split your cable and finish serving it in and tying it in that way.
0: Right. Okay. Um, Now, when it comes to paper tuning, uh, you don't need to – for the – for those who have never done paper tuning before, um, you don't need to adjust your rest if it's left or right or the end. I mean, you can basically just put your rest on the bow and then adjust the sight and or the the knockout. No, eye.
2: no, when you... No, when you first initial set up a rest in your paper tuning, you're, you're going to have to move. You know, if it's tearing left, you're going to have to move the rest the opposite, and you're going to have to center that rest when you're paper tuning. Um, once you get it really close and stuff, and this is another thing that we've run into here in the last couple years and stuff, everybody thinks, well, I've moved your rest, and it's still got the same tear. And I said, did you move it the other way? Yep, it's the same tear. Okay, well, guess what? Let's get that rest centered. Now we got to start looking at the bow. We're going to have to start twisting some cables, um, some yoke cables. Um, you need to, to work on the bow as well. There's a lot more that goes in to getting a perfect bullet hole than just moving the rest. Sometimes you got to start messing with the bow to get it in time.
0: Right. How often do you guys get someone called up and <laughs> I know this – I, I, You know, from having this podcast and talking with some other um, guys like yourself, archers, you know, there's there's a group of people out there, not saying everybody, but there's a group that thinks that, hey, I should be able to buy your product, put it on my bow and I should become a world class archer. What do you have to I mean, what do you what do you have to tell people that that are like that?
2: You know, I as long as they got the right equipment and they're getting levels on it and they're lasering things and and they're they're uh, they got a little bit of knowledge in, in in how a bow works and and in archery they're going to be okay. Yeah, the guys that that do a lot that they can go buy one, slap it on, do what they need to do. These guys that are the first time or they're getting into it or you know, hey, I. I've been shooting a whisker biscuit all my life, and I heard follow are great. I'm, I'm interested in, in looking at your, your rest. And we try to find out where they're at. We look on our, our, our list, find out what dealers we have close to him, and we send them to a dealer. Because we want them to go to a dealer and get it set up right. Because once it's set up right, they're going to be so happy. They're going to be thrilled. And they're going to be out shooting bows more. They're going to want to go buy more arrows. They're going to want to go buy targets. They're going to want to buy camo. And we're going to get that person interested in archery right off the get-go. These guys that come in and they're trying to figure it out themselves and they're not getting set up right, you know, how long do we get them? Maybe a year or two. They don't get anything. They're gone. They're bored with it. Yeah. it's too hard. Um yeah, and and we've made it a lot a lot easier in the last 10 years for a guy to come into a shop, pick up a bow and have a group at 20 yards that are touching in no time. Right. The way it's so easy today.
0: So, going back to the actual construction of the, you know, of your rest, what are what are they made out of?
2: It it's a um, aluminum. We do a 60 65 aluminum. Uh, the launcher and the contain arm, containment arm is made out of a Delron plastic. It's real strong plastic. Um, it's injected molded. Um, it takes quite a bit to break them, but you know what? Bow hunters could break a BB, so right. it's going to happen. And when it happens, we just replace it out, no problems. Um, You've got to take care of your equipment and everything. We do a lot of testing with that launcher, though. We'll cock it up, and we won't even hook the cord to the cable, and we'll shoot 100 arrows through it, trying to break it, through with the fletching and everything. And the only way we've ever come up with that we could really snap that thing off is if we got a bow that's out of tune, and it's really kicking that arrow when it first comes out. Um, you know, like I said, on our website and everything, we've got slow-motion video, how the rest works how long it stays up you can watch it coming down there's um, a double brake system in the uh, ace and and the uh, micro Uh, we have a brake system in the code red there is zero bounce back on that rest whatsoever
0: okay so i guess my my next question is durability and you know like you mentioned earlier we, we we bow hunters tend to beat the piss out of our gear, and is there something you know? And obviously, we want to try to take you know, take complete, you know, try to take uh, care of ourselves. But you know, when we're on the ground spotting and stalking and stuff like that, correct? Is there is there any is there any tips or tricks as far as durability to make the the uh, you know the rest last longer?
2: Yeah, you know it's pretty durable it's it's bulletproof really i mean it's well built well constructed um yeah you're gonna get a lot of shooting and stuff you're gonna wear the felt out and everything that's just wear and tear the cord you know get a lot more you might get some wear on the cord you know Bowstrings strings are always wearing you got to change your bowstrings strings every three four years um you know i tell guys you know make sure you know when you're done just pull the the cord or you know, tap the launcher and put it in a down position so it's not sitting up there and you're throwing it in your, your bow case and everything. That's where you run into a lot of problems with stuff breaking. Guys throwing in a bow case are going to snap the containment arm off or you're pulling it up into a tree stand and it's getting hung up on brush or something. Um, for the most part, though, it is it is 100% bulletproof. It's tough. Um, you know, my dad, when when I'm out hunting with him and he's in a spot or something, he wants to go back to that tree stand the next the next morning he leaves his whole bow and everything in the tree and just climbs out of the tree and walks out. Right. In the evening hunt, he'll come back in and get in there. I don't care if it rains, snow. It's it's going to work.
0: Okay. So so then for I guess your you have something called an X factor, too. Why don't you talk a little bit about what that is?
2: Okay, so a couple years ago, you know, we've had some guys coming up to us saying, hey, you're making a great hunting rest. We love it. Um, you know, a lot of guys, especially overseas and stuff, they, they don't get a hunt. Um, and If you do, you got to be really rich to be able to hunt across the pond. Um, and so they're into targets. And, and so I talked to a couple of the target guys that are good friends of mine, and I'm like, what what's missing what are some of the things that that aren't on target rest that you know if i want to look at making a target rest what what would be some of the things would would make it stand out um and so we we came up with the x factor it's a lizard tongue um there's no cord involved with it so it's not a fall away or anything um it's got the micro adjust left and right up and down um what we've done a little bit different on ours is the actual uh, shaft that the lizard tongue sits on, it works on a micro adjust as well. So when you unloosen that um, shaft on some rests, lizard tongue rests, they'll just fall right to the, to the shelf. You know, there's no pressure on there or there's pressure on ours. And then you can just fine tune the different angles you need of that lizard tongue and, and really get it in. Um, we come, we use the best blade zero eight, um, hundreds on there. They make, wide and narrow we just came with one blade and we only done with one blade because guys have different thicknesses they want they want narrow they want wide and those guys are going to go out and get what they need on that we just give them the basics to get started with it Uh, we did add in a long arm with it Um, so some of the other rests out there you get you know, one arm, you either get the short arm with the rest and you have to order the long arm if you want to pull it back and get it, you know, above your wrist or above your hand and for hand torque and all that. Ours comes with both the, the long bracket and the short bracket with it.
0: Okay. So what's next for you guys? I mean, do you guys have, you know, when you guys are sitting around and with the, the industry is very competitive, you know, there's, there's a lot of new products that come out every year. So, um, some actually are worth you know, looking into or some are just basically the same thing, just new marketing. What, um, do you guys have anything else coming out in the near future that you might be able to share with us? Or, or right now, are you more focused on what you have in making that better?
2: We are we are really focused on what we have right now and making it better, and that's where our dealers and our customers come into play. Every time we get a call or we get an idea from a dealer or a customer, we write it down. We take what you guys have to say to heart, and we listen. Um, You know that's why we've we've always been tweaking and torquing on the code red um you know guys were telling us well i love your rest and everything but i don't like that when i let down it comes down i'd like to have it stay up and you know we were always like well it's a fall away and we want it to fall when you let down um but you know we heard it enough so that's why we came up with the ace standard and ace micro now we filled that niche um you know there's things everybody's getting into customs you know everybody wants it to be custom for their bow um we've We've got some different color uh, that we've come out with and stuff to kind of, you know, take care of that, that niche of the industry. Um, and we might be looking down the road to customizing it more like some of the other ones so that it looks like it was part of your exact bow. Um, the problem you run into that with that is there's so many different bows out there. So many different guys are choosing this. They like this. They like that. Um for you know we're not a big company by any means and you know to have that many SKUs and everything we like to come up with a basic um universal rest that fits on everything but you know that could be down the road and customizing the rest a little bit more
0: okay you know there's you guys have competition out there uh mm-hmm. in in the fall away rest uh category you know and at the beginning of every summer, or if you're like me, you think about it all year round, you're looking for, you know, cool gear or looking for something different, whether it's time to upgrade. When a guy walks into a dealer and there's five or six different fall away rests to choose from, why should somebody consider a ripcord?
2: Well, when you come into the store and you're looking, why you, you, you got to look at if you, you want to be a bow hunter and you want something that's reliable, um, bulletproof. That's going to work. No problems. It's going to improve your shooting 100%. And it's got a lifetime guarantee on it. Yeah. The, there's a lot of them are out there and there's different price levels and stuff. And, you know, sometimes some guys, you know, they might look at ours and go, well, oh, that's, you know, not really that expensive and stuff. I'm going to go with this one cause it's more expensive. Well, You know what, sometimes you don't have to be real expensive to be good. Um, We try to make it reasonable for bow hunters because we're like everybody else. You know, we put our pants on the same way. We're not anything more special. We're we're not here to be multi-billionaires in this industry whatsoever. We do it because we enjoy hunting and we love to be out there and we want to get other people involved in it and we want it to be affordable. Um, And you know, that's why I have a lifetime warranty on my product because you know, things happen. It's going to break. And if you work hard 40 hours a week, you're saving up your money to get this equipment, and it goes out and it breaks, you're heartbroken. You're you're disappointed. You're pissed. Yep. You know what? Make a phone call. Talk to us. We're going to take care of you because we know how hard you work to save that money to get that product, and we want you out in the field having fun.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. So um, if – more people, or if uh, the listeners here want to find out more information about your company, Ripcord, uh, where should we send them?
2: Uh, you can go to our website, which is uh, Um You can get on our website there. Um, it has all the information to contact us. It's got our phone number. You're, you can call us anytime, Monday through Friday, you know, 8 to 5 Mountain Standard Time. Uh, you're going to get a human being. There's no push one for this, push two for that. You're going to get either myself, my secretary, or my in-house sales rep, Kevin, it's going to answer the phone. And we're here to answer your questions and and put you guys in the right way. And and like I said, if it, anybody ever has a problem or anything, our phones are always open. We we answer the good, the bad, the ugly.
0: Right. So if I need help on where to hunt whitetails in Montana – would you guys give me that information?
2: You bet. Okay. <laughs> you bet. We we we're always open. to That I know. Kevin's a big elk hunter and stuff, and we got our dealers and and our customers that you know. Hey, I've been saving up for you know five six years to come out west. Can you kind of point me in some directions? You bet. We, like I said, we want you guys to come out and enjoy and have fun in the outdoors. Amen. We we need you. We need we need the kids. We need the women, and we need the old, the young bow hunters. We need them all. Perfect. to keep this this sport alive.
0: Perfect. Now I've seen some, U- some YouTube videos. Do you guys have an, an official YouTube page where you guys do a lot of videos as far as uh, how to inter- not
2: install? right now, but we're okay. working on that to get some more stuff out there. I know there's a lot of guys and they'll call me and they'll say, Hey Keith, do you mind if I put this on, on how to change the cord? And I'll say, well, explain to me how you're going to do it. Yep. Yeah, okay. That I agree with that. Go ahead and do it. You know? Right. Um, so yeah. There's a lot of guys that put some stuff out there. We're going to look at doing some more of that um, with our camera and stuff because and, that's how a lot of people are going, to. Everybody's getting on the computer, and they're looking at stuff on the computer. Right. And that's what we want to work on, too, in the near future is, is to have some stuff on there, some, some questions and answers so they can get on the computer and look at it. I mean, we do it. I mean, we sit here. We'll watch, you know, we'll watch hunting shows on the YouTube and stuff just to see what's there in between and what guys are doing. And, so it's a good tool.
0: Perfect. Well, I tell you what, I really appreciate you taking time Keith to come on the show and uh share information about Ripcord.
2: All righty. Well, I appreciate you having me and uh hope everybody has a has a great fall and they got their tags they want and just go out in the woods and have fun.
0: There you have it, another Monday podcast in the books. Hopefully you guys got some enjoyment out of that. A uh, huge shout-out to Keith for coming on the show and talking Ripcord with us. And uh, as always, a huge shout-out to everyone who took the time to listen, uh, download, or visit the website. Wherever it is that you're uh, you know, getting the podcast, I really appreciate it. Now, like I mentioned before, the podcast started Ripcord is going to be taking part in this week's giveaway, and they are going to be giving away one of their new Ace Standard Rests. Now, here's how you win. It's very simple, just like all the other ones. The first thing you do is you go to the Nine Finger Chronicles Facebook page. You share the Facebook post that mentions this Ripcord podcast, then you go to... Ripcords Facebook page you like the page and then you comment nine fingers sent me and by doing those things you will be entered into the drawing and then I will pick somebody at the either at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week and uh, I'll pick one winner and they will send you the uh, the rests and you're a, you're a big fat winner so there's that um, if you guys haven't done so go to itunes or stitcher or wherever it is that you're uh downloading leave a comment and uh let me know how you guys are uh you know leave a review let me know how you guys like it and uh also make sure you visit me on instagram and twitter and facebook and all the other social media things that are going out there and last but not least very big fat huge shout out to exodus outdoor gear for supporting the show i really appreciate it thank you very much and you know it's that time of year where we're going to be starting to get ready you know doing those gear checks making sure our cables and straps for our tree stands are 100 percent good condition and when you are hanging those tree stands make sure to wear your damn safety harness have a good week